Today's Happy Healthy You podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash happy healthy you. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. Happy Healthy Holidays. I'm Connie Bowman. This is Happy Healthy You, the podcast. And I just put my Christmas tree up last night. And when I sit here and look at it, about half the lights are missing. Doesn't that happen every year? Oh my gosh. Craziness around the holidays. Every single year, I intend to slow down at the holidays. And this year, was no different, but I'm a professional Christmas caroler, so there is no rest for the weary. So (laughs) we start rehearsing in September, and by this time, we've had our fill of Christmas carols and all the festivities. And then on top of that, it's my family, and oh gosh, how to slow down. So this conversation today, I hope is helpful to everyone, because I certainly need it. I'm talking with Jessie Cates. She's one of my favorite yoga teachers. She's a a teacher of teachers, and she's a unique breed of teacher. There's really no one else like her. She's a modern-day yogi. She takes the ancient teachings of yoga, and she breathes new life into them. That's what it says on her website, and I can attest to that. She is such a great teacher. In fact, I'll just tell this little story, Jessie, while you're here, embarrass you. I was teaching at Lululemon last week, which was fun. (laughs) And of course, I introduced myself as this is my teacher up on the wall because you're the you're an ambassador for for Lululemon. And um, one of the girls who works there, she was so cute. She said, I was at Jesse's class last night and Jesse's class is my church. (laughs) So people do describe you that way. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Jesse. It's so great to have you. It's finally. awesome to be here. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love the way you teach, and so many of us, myself included, wants to be like you. But we all have our own brand of granola, right. as as you you taught us. Yeah. And so one of the things that you have told all of us that you love is yin yoga. So I want to talk about that because it's the perfect time of year to... Uh, talk about yin because it's a slowing down. It's, um, it's what we all need. Don't we? We do. I mean, gosh, the holidays are so crazy. Tell us some of, before we get into yin, let's just talk about some of your favorite ways to slow down and just kind of take a breath during the holiday season. Um, what we're doing, like enjoying a cup of tea here together is simple, but we think we don't have time for it. We think I got to keep going through and getting the laundry done and shopping and taking care of all the to-do list things. And even just for me in the hustle and bustle of that, even just to sit and not move and enjoy a cup of tea, it doesn't take the entire day. And even just that simple thing gets me grounded and makes me feel just slower and more peaceful. So then I enjoy, as weird as it sounds, the laundry a little more. And I enjoy the running around yeah. because the little sweet moments in between where there's beauty all around you, you're more present to pick them up just from something simple like 
stop and have a cup of tea. Totally. And that is the the thing that we want to preach in yoga, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, if we can't get it ourselves, how can we talk about it in class? And, yeah. and um, you do that so well. How about planning ahead? I mean, I think that's a really good concept for the holidays, just kind of keeping things in order and decluttering and just keeping that, that order in, in the life without, without clinging to, to that order. Yeah. And, and I, I find that planning ahead really helps because every single day is so jam packed yeah. during the holidays. And if you have kids, you know, your kids have activities and yeah. I'm reading from this list, determine priorities and be okay with saying no. That's huge. Mm. Saying no. Especially with all the invitations to holiday parties and they overlap and yeah. 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 And saying no to, uh, the crap that we eat <laughs> the, the holidays. I was yeah. at a party the other night and uh, there was this awesome crab dip, but I just didn't need it. Right. <laughs> and you know, lots of good sweets and stuff. And by the end of December, you know, how many of us are feeling heavy and, yeah. and, and, you know, this is the season of light mm-hmm. and staying light. So that's sort of counterintuitive. Hmm. How about gift giving? Do you have any hints for gifts or your favorite ideas for gift giving? You know, I, for the longest time, and still I'm a self-proclaimed horrible gift giver. (laughs) And so my husband is spectacular and I've always asked him, like, why and how are you so great at giving gifts? Like, you just know. Right. And he says, well, I listen. And that's his strategy for giving gifts. Like, simple things walking through with your you know, spouse or your loved one or your girlfriend, and they comment about some piece of art or a plan or a sweater that they love. And for him in this time of year, he will be, he will note that, okay, she said that and she'll, that must be something that she loved, even though it was an offhanded comment. And that so, is so cool. he tunes yeah. in and listens in the months of, you know, October, November, December with the intention of gifts. That is so funny that you say that because I was, I've been binge watching Hallmark Channel because it's like sort of a happy, um, you know, sort of, I don't know. It seems like the Christmas time thing to do, It seems like the Christmas. So last night, the movie that was on was about that. And this this girl was a personal shopper. And she was, she, this guy hired her. Of course, they fell in love and lived happily ever after, but hired her to be the personal shopper for all of his, even his family members and his employees. And she would do the same thing that your husband does, just tune yeah. in to those people. And I thought it was cool. And my friend, Joy Haynes, who's also been on the podcast, was in that movie. Oh. Yay, Joy. Shout out to Joy. Awesome job. Yeah, Joy's awesome. That's She's awesome. a great actress. So yeah, there's so many great ideas for slowing down and just bringing more meaning to the holidays. Yeah. They you know? fly by and... Next thing we know, we're taking the tree down and we're packing everything away and we realize another year gone. Exactly. And then we blink and it's bathing suits are coming out. And so. Yeah. And especially I think about my kids that are grown and you have a little five-year-old. Yeah. And these are the memories that they keep for the rest of their lives. So, and we're also modeling for them for how they're going to be. So it's a, yeah, it's important to really slow down and take a breath. And yoga is a great thing to look to, yeah. to really, to slow down. So, so yay. So yeah. let's talk about yin yay. because you love yin. I do. I've taken your classes and they're awesome. And I just, I feel totally renewed and yeah. tell us what is yin 
And what is what is sort of the purpose of sure. a yin class? So yin yoga is essentially the practice of slowing down. Mm-hmm. It is, from an anatomical perspective, we are moving beneath the surface of our body. So in pretty much every other style of yoga that we're doing or that you're used to, you're exercising your muscles actively to strengthen them and remove their surface tension of sitting, walking around and all day. And then we move to yin yoga and it is the opposite. So we are slowing down quite literally and we're holding postures for three to five minutes a piece, but we're holding them in a passive way. So we're on the floor and we are hitting pause on the need to go and do and stretch and actively try to grasp for something. So we hold poses for a long time and we do it passively so our body gets softer muscles aren't engaged and the reason that that's vital is because they are a protector for these deeper layers of us our ligaments our nerves our connective tissue our joints and kind of our skeleton and our deeper layer so when our muscles go passive they get out of the way which they spend our entire life being engaged and contracted preventing us from going deeper Mm -hmm. feeling more and releasing more So in the yin yoga practice, we're forced to slow down, Mm -hmm. to pause, and to really spend some time allowing this deeper part of our body to get love and benefit and openness. So when you say passive, Mm -hmm. is it, it's sort of like gravity is doing the work for you. You are just not, you're just laying there actually in a lot of situations. So if you think of a, uh, just even holding your arm out and flexing your or clenching your fist and like on purpose engaging your biceps, you feel this like active position in your body. You feel things are turned on. You feel that there's Mm -hmm. energy. You feel that there's a contraction and you can only hold that for so long and that muscle will get strong. But if you keep that same arm lifted and you just let go, let go of all need to clench and flex and you let your arm be totally soft and just hang out there in space, then there's a more subtler part of you that is getting activated. So you don't feel the clench and flex of a pose, but then you start to feel deeper parts of yourself, the subtle movement, the sweet spots of you that are holding on to the deeper nuggets of tension. Mm, I like that you said nuggets. It's such a positive <laughs> spin on that. Yeah. So what a great thing to do during the holiday season or any time. Has yin been around forever? I mean, yoga in itself is, is we know, a preparation for sitting in meditation yeah. for a long time. But were they in, you know, the old days of Hatha yoga thousands of years ago, were they sitting in poses for long periods of time? You know, this practice of yin has only really come around on the forefront, I would say probably in the 80s, was when we actually defined this idea of passivity in the body. Um, and so only is it more modern of a of a practice. So in our modern day today, it's probably one of the most misunderstood and then just misrepresented styles of yoga because it's newer. Mm. So a lot of people don't know about it. A lot of people don't. Yeah. Yeah. Because we think restorative. We go from two extremes. We go from active yoga to, well, the other thing is just gentle and rolling around on the floor, not feeling anything. And there's this sweet spot in between that we all need and we all can benefit from that's kind of getting passed over. It's like in our holiday time when we go from 
Halloween to Christmas and we like blow over Thanksgiving. Yin is kind of the Thanksgiving of of the yoga. We need to kind of slow down and find that because that's where the richness of really appreciating the hustle and bustle comes from is that that sweet slow down spot where we start to connect with feeling more and being more and kind of that ultimate art of surrender so we can live our moments mm. so we can appreciate like that awesome Christmas tree mm. with patchy lights <laughs> and we can appreciate you know the rolls of rolling of wrapping paper and I can appreciate it instead of wishing it wasn't rushing by so quickly mm. and we can also sort of as a metaphor the as we allow the body to just relax and the tension to go away, it sort of teaches us how to let go in a, yeah. in a big way. I mean, you, you talk about that all the time in your classes, yeah. just, just let it go. Um, so there is a distinction between restorative and yin. Yeah. Yeah. There is. So yin yoga is more strongly felt in the body. Restorative yoga, the idea is to fully support, fully let go. So similar concept of letting go, but in a way that is more sleep-like and relaxing mm -hmm. and not really feeling too much into the body. Yin yoga, you will get into postures that will create a strong sense of sensation, discomfort. Some people will often say they feel in poses. So there is a lot of felt sensation. Some It's a simple practice, but not necessarily always an easy one, whereas restorative poses are very easy in principle and in execution mm -hmm. because we're not really feeling this. In yin yoga, we're pulling apart on purpose. We are stressing our body out on purpose because that's the key to ultimate growth of these inner layers is to create this mild, loving stress by putting pressure by folding and kind of moving body parts in a way that clamp the energy moving through on purpose to mm. explode it in a beautiful firework of openness but also to put pressure on the body too so that we can get into these layers of us because they're thick they're dense they're like plastic mm. so they need you know a good amount of pressure and a good amount of time spent yeah yeah. to get it to kind of become juicy and pliable and open. So so it's not always easy because the deeper work never is yeah. easy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and yeah, we just, we we don't grow unless we put a little stress on ourselves, yeah. right? So yeah. so yeah, so there is a little, that element of stress. Let's talk about the benefits because um, you mentioned some of them, but it gets to these deeper layers. Sure. What is it doing for our body when we when we yeah. hold these poses? So we start simply with just the body itself. We are opening up a extraordinarily deeper level of range of motion because we're working into skeleton. We're working into actual sockets of joints. We're actually mm -hmm. opening up and strengthening bone themselves mm -hmm. and the connection of the joints. So we are creating... When we say hip opener in yin yoga, we really mean it. In our more active styles of yoga, we're really just stretching surface muscle. In yin yoga, we are actually opening up the joint itself. So the range of motion, mobility in the body is extraordinarily deep in the yin yoga practice. And long lasting because our yang and our more flowy and um, active practices are opening up our bodies 
but it's kind of a quick release. We stretch a muscle like a rubber band. And as soon as we're back in our car and home on our couch, we're tight again. Mm-hmm. And we're like, why? Well, I do all this yoga. Yin yoga, when we open up this kind of doorway of our body, because it's so thick and dense, think of that plastic kind of moving it and pulling it apart. It takes a couple of days for that to begin to tighten up again. So it's a long, longer lasting day-to-day benefit longer lasting openness and vitality that you feel in the body. And then since we're getting into these deeper layers of joint, we're then talking about all of the subtler parts that make us us, all the packing substances in our body. So we're increasing by activating and using our joints, we're increasing synovial fluid. So we're increasing the suppleness in the body. So the lubrication that we have, the ability to bend and fold without Mm -hmm. popping and cracking Mm -hmm. as much as we do. So our bodies become more fluid internally. They're able to twist and turn with ease instead of aches and pains. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's increasing longevity of our skeletal, our very most inner layer. So instead of having, which we need and is awesome, to have a beautiful surface layer that's protecting the inner layer, our nice sculpted muscles, we need those and that's awesome. But then where we're aching and paining is beneath that. And so yin yoga lets us get in there and finally find how we feel on the outside to let that be actually achieved on the inside, to have that suppleness and that strength. That's going to be way longer lasting than that sweet sculpted bicep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed that too, actually. I it, I think my running is much more fluid. Yeah. Um, I noticed when we I were, bet. when we were doing teacher training and we were doing regular yin yoga like, yeah. a lot more than I have been doing lately, but, um, I noticed, yeah, my, I felt like much more of a graceful yeah. runner. Now yeah. I'm, now I'm a little bit back to the tight right. and it takes me a while to warm up. Yeah. But now that brings me to the cold muscle idea. What is the idea behind stretching a cold muscle? So in, in our active practice, when our muscles get all juicy and warm, they will, when we go to do a stretch, they are what need the benefit in that moment. So they will absorb the stretch itself. So when, let's say we wake up in the morning and the body's not really that warmed up. If we did a stretch from that perspective, Mm -hmm. the muscles aren't going to get, they won't be the one that's going, hey, I want to take that benefit because I'm juicy, I need to be stretched out. They'll kind of be like, I don't really need that stretch right now because I haven't been used in a way that's the equivalent of like running through the day. So the muscles kind of yield and they get out of the way. So then that stretch that you feel or that um, stress you're creating on the body, it goes deeper beneath it because all muscle eventually connects into bone through these connective tissues. Mm -hmm. So the stretch is deeper. It goes it kind of seeps deeper into the body when muscles aren't all juicy and warm, when they are cold and passive, then we can take this stretch and we can move it into deeper parts of us Mm. that are neglected often because everything's getting absorbed by this layer of muscle. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be healing, right? Yeah. Yin poses. I, I actually have been coming to your class to work on a, um, rotator cuff issue and you keep doing that same pose broken arrow (laughs) broken wing broken wing broken wing why do I call it broken arrow broken wing (laughs) I hope I didn't call it that the other day when I was teaching because I did it anyway nobody knows but you but but it really does when you put yourself in that 
that these poses, you can heal things yeah. that other poses in yoga, which, you know, that we, like you said, when yeah. we're coming to yoga and we're warming our bodies and we're working on it, it does help yeah. for a certain period of time, but for the long lasting yeah. um, effects. When our nagging injuries go beneath muscle, mm -hmm. muscle heals quickly. Muscle can tear and kind of get right back pretty quickly when you tear a muscle or you hurt mm -hmm. that. What you're hurting in more nagging long-term injuries, they need yin yoga and these kind of different approaches to practice to heal. So if you've got a torn muscle, you've got tight muscles, a juicy, flowy, you know, vinyasa class is going to hit the spot. But if you have deeper, achier things, you're not getting to it in a in an active practice. So you're wondering, why is my shoulder still bothering me? I'm going to vinyasa, it's still hurting. And if it's something that's deeper anatomically, you're never going to get to it in your vinyasa class. So when you come to yin, all that stuff gets out of the way so that we can heal anatomically deeper parts of our body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, you get, if you come to Jesse's class, you get this awesome sort of a Dharma talk <laughs> while you're in these poses, which is awesome. I yeah. mean, is that is that your own unique spin, your brand of yeah. granola, as you say? Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, we, when we think about this need to slow down, we have all of these things we need to get accomplished in our own, not only physical health, but forever we've known that we can exercise the body and make it healthy and what's coming in consciousness now is that we can exercise our heart and our mind and our emotions and get strong well-being and strong health in those same areas of ourself so I, and this has only been an evolution for me and kind of a realization in the past i'd say two or so years teaching that i realized We've got all this we want to accomplish, and most of us show up on the yoga mat because we're tending to the physical part of our body, and that's awesome. But then we still need to work on our deeper baggage, our deeper stuff mm. that we bring to the table. And so there's not enough time in the day to get it all done, to go to yoga and heal and cleanse the body and strengthen the body, and then mm -hmm. go to our church to heal and and strengthen our spiritual self and go to all these different facets to work on what these you know, body, mind, body and spirit. mind and spirit. Yeah. And so I started just saying, well, what if I give people an opportunity in an hour to bring it all to life, get her done, get her done. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause the mat eventually fades away and then we mm -hmm. have life to live. And if we can be on a mat when we have undivided attention and we're feeling really alive and really absorb life lessons and really kind of bring all of this stuff into practice it makes us experience quote unquote living our yoga in a way that's just way more fulfilling yeah. and so we start to have real life changes when we when we look at something beyond the physical so i kind of bring it all together so that i can help you condense your need to go to all of your places, people will tell me all the time, like, you're my therapy. Yeah. And or like I, Lindsay and I, said, you're yeah, my church. My, you're right, my or church. I'll be your church. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. just, and I teach, and I like to think that I offer it in a way that if someone is just coming in for the physical side, they don't feel like, oh God, what's all this churchy stuff going on? Or if someone's not there, not ready yet, not aware that they're there to heal their heart, that they won't feel that I'm just bombarding them with the heart stuff, that it's mm -hmm. a really well-blended approach to body, mind, and physical in a way that's accessible and doesn't scare people away when I 
when I really explain like, hey, this is what's really going on and what we're doing and what you need. Yeah. Obviously not receptive to, yeah, they're they're more receptive to be like, Hey, okay, we're, we're going, we're doing some stuff here. Mm -hmm. Well, your classes are packed. So obviously nobody's scared away or (laughs) not too many people. (laughs) So we're going to talk at the end. We're going to, we're going to, if you guys are wondering, we're going to give Jesse a chance to give you a little sample of her, her poses and give you more information about where to find her classes. And she's also teaching a yin intensive class in January. So we want to give you that information. But before we do, I just want to talk a little bit more about your personal experience with yin because you've been teaching yoga and teaching teachers to teach yoga, hatha yoga and these other disciplines. But but yin, you say, is, is the practice that truly changed your life. So can yeah. you talk about that a little bit? Like, sure. Do you remember your first class? And Yeah. So I have been taking and teaching, taking for longer and teaching for a shorter amount of time. And, you know, you hear that yoga is packaged in a way that like there are aspects of it that will make you more present, make you less reactive, mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. you all of these awesome things. And so I was going to yoga and, and you know, at, at first it was extraordinarily awesome and physical and you know and that was where I was getting drawn back by the being alive in my body and being able to do poses that you know were just maybe surface were awesome and they were you know they looked cool they made me feel awesome and and so that was the practice for a long time and I am a feisty gal I am a Gemini Mm -hmm. um and so all of those things are really lovely parts of myself that I get to deal with on a daily basis. And so I would go to yoga and I would come home and the life would be flowing right through and I would be a Gemini and I would hot to cold or I would come home and I What does would... that mean to be a Gemini? <laughs> Quit skirting around the issue. Were you a biatch? I, or I what? was. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So you know it, it, I would come home all all peace all peaceful and zened out and I would walk in the door and, you know, trip over a pile of something and I would flip out and, you know, and let the yoga completely go away or walking out from yoga, get in the car, drive home, someone cuts me off and I flip out and, you know, so I was not really, I was doing yoga and thinking, you know, just kept waiting for like, well, when's it going to change me? When am I going to When's Stop. it going to kick in and be permanent? <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't we all want that? Yeah. For sure. And actually had a really eye-opening kind of one of those, they talk about aha moments mm-hmm. with my husband. I came home from yoga and um, it was the it was a, a later evening practice and the kiddo was in bed and uh, we were having a conversation and and um, I started reacting and, you know, going to biatch mode and... and um, you know, having one of those normal, lovely husband and wife conversations that's, you know, just typical. And, um, and he, there was a moment where he paused and he said, babe, don't take this the wrong way, but I don't think yoga's working. And, you know, normal me, when I felt myself go to attack, I felt myself go to defend and, you know, argue over that point and I felt myself like lean in like an attack dog and I felt myself open my mouth to speak and I felt myself freeze and I I literally felt the realization of what he said roll through me Mm -hmm. 
and I remember it very vividly and I paused and instead of flipping out like I was about to do, I said, I think you're right. And so from that moment forward, I was then like holding up the mirror and going, okay, why is it not working? What am I missing? There's got to be something missing. I do yoga all day, every day. You know, I do it all the time. I teach it like what's missing. And so as the universe would have it, I found the universe sent to me a particular teacher, a guy named Johnny Kest. And I went to study with him in Michigan. And while I was there studying with him, he, we did a yin yoga practice. And so I didn't know really anything about yin yoga. If it wasn't strong and active, I didn't count it as yoga, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. If there wasn't an arm balance and an upside down thing and jumping and floating around, to me it wasn't yoga at the time. And so because of seeing things one one sided. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in that weekend's adventure, there was this yin yoga practice that was just candles were lit in the room and everything was turned down low and... We held poses for a long time and, and I don't know, there was, there's this kind of cracking open that kind of happens to yourself. Did you cry? Oh yeah. Ah! Oh yeah. So there's this kind of cracking open that happens when we finally tap into what's really the issue in ourselves. And so I had that moment in this practice for the first time where, I don't know, I just felt, I felt different. I felt like I had like I touched on something like I, you know, that feeling when you kind of are like, I'm onto something, I've hit a nerve here. I kind of felt that in my own self. And so I felt, I went home two days later, I flew home and every experience after that was different. The plane ride home was the most amazing experience. I sat there without the need for a book, without headphones. And I closed my eyes and I watched my breath and then it was like I'm, you know, was just present the whole way home. And, um, and so I kind of figured that maybe that was the thing that it was just this one time, this one experience. And there was a drastic shift. I didn't really know what it was, but you know, you can feel that kind of rumbling in yourself. Like Mm -hmm. something is different here. And so I need to keep investigating. So I kept digging in and doing online, you know, videos on YouTube and, and, um, cause there really is not a lot of yin when I came home and I went looking for yin yoga classes and said, let me start maybe adding this to my practice and seeing how that changes the dynamic of my Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, and there wasn't a lot, so I had to kind of self study and self teach a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, And then, you know, just got some books and read and dug deeper. And just the more and more I kept investigating this style of practicing, the more and more I started noticing these really strong shifts into another direction of just my overall mood, my overall viewpoints, my overall handling of stuff started to slowly feel different. I could feel that I was not going to freak out, still freaking out, but that there was a change or a shift or a Mm -hmm. call to maybe start to learn how to handle it a little differently. And this practice was 
supporting it, really supporting it and starting to give me tools to make sense of, you know, the other side of myself. Because we all are, you know, you've seen the yin yang symbol, mm -hmm. like the yang needs the yin, the yin needs the yang. They are in each other and they can't survive without each other. And so I started realizing that that's probably why I was just completely pushing aside that part of myself yeah, yeah. and therefore represented in the, that side of the practice. I was just questing for the yang side, you know, the active, like do, do, do. And so if you build that up so much, you become an attack dog mm. of life. Right. And so everything is, let me attack it like an arm balance. Let me attack this conversation and like, you know, let me rush through it, get it done. Let me win it. You know, let me win the debate. Let me win the yeah. life crisis. Well, that is what our culture teaches us. And, you know, until we know better, yeah. we, we continue with the yeah. inertia that is yeah. there. So that's really cool. And, and I can attest that your classes uh, have changed things in me as well. And, and I remember during teacher training, I wanted to have that experience because you would talk yes, to us about you that experience. To cry. I was like, <laughs> I, I cannot cry. freaking cry. What is wrong with me? And then toward the end of the teaching, um, one of the students was, was doing the yin portion mm -hmm. of the class and she was playing great music yeah. and I was in just the right pose. Yeah. And then it was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then I was laughing and crying yeah. because I was so happy that I was able to. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, it's a really, um, it's an awesome experience that yeah. I wish for everyone. And, and I will give you the mic in just a minute, but before we do, Let's just talk about how someone can find your classes, how they can find more information about you and everything that you do sure. and your upcoming yin. Is it an immersion? Is it a workshop? Yeah, it's what an immersion. It? Okay. So it'll, it'll be a longer experience, not just one weekend thing. We'll do the entire uh, month of January, a couple of sessions. So and there's CEUs really... for teachers. Yeah, so if you are a teacher, um, it'll give you the chance to get your continuing education credits. Um, and add in to your repertoire of um, things that you offer to your students and to this community. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. But I am um, super accessible. I'm all over Howard County and I teach um, at quite a few studios. So you can, wherever you live, probably find me relatively close by. So I have a website that's got everything on it would be the easiest place to find me. And it's www.jfkyoga.com. Like John F. Kennedy. Yeah, my I initials. Yeah, my initials are. My name's Jesse Faye Cates, and so my it's you know never you'll never forget it. So jfkyoga.com, and it's got my schedule, links to all the studios, um, and then links to my um, social media where I have um, the starting up of a YouTube channel so that people can do this at home because the need for it is strong, and I can only teach so much. And so, um, as a urging from the students, I've started doing a YouTube channel so they can roll around on the floor at home when they can't make it in. So all that stuff's on my website. So you can do it at home. If you're far away, you can Perfect. make it to studios and, and practice in a group and, and um, you know, get linked up with like-minded people, which is helpful in your own journey to mm, healing and, that and just, growth, to right. gain that juicy vibe with people that are, mm. you know, in it together. 
There is something about being in that group and practicing yin or meditating. I mean, it just takes you to a deeper level in Mm -hmm. itself. But it is also great to have. So thank you for that. So putting putting that out there. So before um, we go, I just I'm going to leave everyone with you to give us a a little sample of a few poses, and we'll also record a video. So, um, but before we go, I just want to say thank you so much and happy holidays. And I hope this video brings some peace and some um, deeper slowing down Mm -hmm. to some of our listeners so so happy healthy holidays you guys and now without further ado (laughs) here's the awesome jesse cates (laughs) so growth and transformation always starts right where we are so if you're sitting if you're maybe chilling on the couch or the bed just take a moment to Close your eyes. You don't even have to change your position. And we don't have to change who we are and how we feel even. So if we can start where we are and embrace reality, transformation will come at a rapid pace. So just feeling yourself contacted to the floor, to the chair, to the couch, or to whatever you are resting on. See if you can bring your awareness. That's your knowledge of where you are. Your awareness to your feet. Maybe they're physically touching the floor. Feel yourself grounding into your feet. Maybe you're sitting and the feet are crossed beneath you. Becoming aware of sensations. Maybe a warmth or a coolness. tickle, a pulsation. And then feeling yourself from the inside out. Start to notice this aliveness that's present in the body as your awareness moves up through your legs, through your belly, Maybe noticing the beat of your heart. And then notice that you're breathing, something we take for granted. And just the awareness of the breath itself is a powerful tool for slowing down, for pausing and helping to calm and quiet the mind. You're just feeling the breath wherever you feel it in your body. Maybe you notice your belly is moving. Maybe you feel your chest rising and falling. Maybe you notice this tickle of a sensation moving in and out of your nostrils. And just enjoying a couple breaths as they move naturally in and out. And then you can let the eyes open and just tune in. That there's a couple of moments that you took just to tune into you, to find presence, and that things feel calmer. Maybe there's something extraordinarily challenging you're going through and it feels doable. 
So if you're in a chair, maybe just coming down onto the floor. If you're in a bed or a couch, you can stay there and bring the soles of the feet together to touch. Let the knees soften out to the sides. So you kind of got this sweet diamond shape in your legs. And you're listening to how things are feeling. Maybe you have the urge to move your feet far away from your midsection and you can do that. Or maybe you have a strong urge to pull them closer in. So find what feels good. Then let go of the need to clench in the hip creases. To kind of squeeze the thigh muscles. And feel the softness of your body. Hands can rest on the shins or maybe hold the feet as you begin to kind of round forward, folding into yourself. The goal is not to bring the forehead down to touch the floor or the feet. The goal is to feel where your body needs to be. So maybe you notice a strong tug in your back already and you've barely leaned forward and that's where you stay. And so coming back to observing your breath naturally as it moves in and out where you feel it. Just butterfly pose. In the anatomical perspective, you might feel things inside your inner hips. You might feel a sweet little tug on your hamstrings. Some of you might notice lower back feels some pressure or a pull. And so these are just the sensations of yin. This is the beautiful inner workings of our body and what it needs. And so as you observe the breath, looking a little deeper past just the physical sensation. In your gesture of folding forward, you are calming your nervous system. Soothing how you handle situations, sensations, stresses. So keep observing the breath. Allow the sensations to rise and fall. And allow yourself to feel them. body needs time and I know you don't think that you have it but only in a couple moments you can quiet that urge to go about your day and really tend to yourself and care for yourself here so let each breath you're taking continue to encourage you to soften maybe that softening in the physical body ungripping in the hips a little more Letting go of the grip in your belly that you're holding tightly. But maybe that's a softening that you don't need to handle what it is that's on your plate right now. Maybe it's a softening that the mind can quiet a little bit. It doesn't have to stop or turn off, but that we can put some space in between the never-ending stream of thought. And take another breath or two. And staying anchored in the present moment, we go slowly to roll back up. 
And maybe there's a desire to lean back and lean into your hands and feel your chest open and your head drop back like you're bathing on a beach. And just kind of filled with warmth that radiates through you like the sun that beats down. Filling you up with just this strong comfort. And then you can take a moment to move the legs out, take them out in front of you, wiggle them. And from a butterfly, we'll try caterpillar. So now that you've got kind of lower back accessed a little bit, you've got some of the tension in your hips and legs massaged, we'll intensify it with a deeper forward fold. So you take the legs straight. And they're still soft, so no need to flex the feet and engage the leg muscles. And then that same approach, leaning in, leaning into peace, leaning into presence as you begin to round your spine forward. And where you stop is where you need to stop. So you can let go of the desire to go further and faster now and just be where you are. We fold in for a long time in some of these poses. There's a beautiful amount of loving pressure we put to the systems of our body. The parts that work and function and keep us healthy. So a long-held forward fold now in this orientation is putting a really sweet massage on the system of digestion in your body. The ability to process gets a little stronger. So we take in, we process, and we let go. You might be noticing a strong feeling of tug in your lower back. It might be a little bit more intense. So you're just getting in deeper to the spine itself, stretching and Allowing the muscles to release so that we can access the spine itself. Strengthen the ligaments of the spine. And maybe the head rounds forward too and you feel a stronger pull move all the way up the back. Allowing yourself to be present to what you feel in your body with no need to label it, judge it, but just the encouraging to feel it. To feel the aliveness that's here. To feel the capability of being peaceful. Even if things feel tight and stressed out in your physical body, even if the sensations are strong and uncomfortable, that you can approach them peacefully. And that somehow in that peace they feel manageable. That life too can be managed, that we can make it through peacefully. By slowing down, 
by allowing ourselves to feel the present moment and to really inhabit it, to live it. Inside your body, things are slowing down. Your nervous system is communicating and all of the functioning of your organs is slowing. So even your body is not feeling that need to rush through the functions and the way that it works. And as all of those systems are slowing down, the blood flow slows, the circulation slows, and the mind slows with it. And so all of the thoughts are probably still there and they can be, but what maybe you're noticing now is they're slowing a little. The clarity that you seek is not found in obsessing about the thought itself, but it's found in the space between the thoughts. So if you want clarity, if you want answers, you have to slow down and they will find you. Continuing to watch your breath, to feel your body. Taking your time to roll yourself back up. Super normal to feel cranky in the low back, to feel like you just aged and now you're 80 years old. So these parts of our body, they lack blood flow and circulation and we're bringing that back. And so the body is like responding in an extraordinary way. So taking your time to lay down on your back, eventually we'll do a final pose together that allows us to maybe massage out that crankiness that you feel. So notice the crankiness. And as you lay down, you'll draw your knees into your chest, wrapping your arms around your shins or maybe holding each hand to each knee. You can do some gentle little movements. Use the floor like a foam roller and just kind of massage through the parts of your body, noticing how the awareness changes. And then eventually bringing the movement to stillness. You're going to take both of your knees over to the right side of the floor or the bed. And the arms can kind of expand out into a T-shape or cactus arms. Or maybe one wants to reach up overhead and the other one goes someplace else. Just kind of finding the organic way your body desires to rest in this final position of twisting. And then letting your head turn to whatever side feels natural and instinctive. And then making a strong commitment here in this final beautiful twist to really be present of the breath that's moving through you. It's a vehicle to move around this life force that's in your body, this energy that feels stuck all the time. So really committing to this vehicle for change, this movement of breath. 
And it's normal to feel really kind of tight and wound up in the body. And with each passing breath, you might feel that ungripping. You might feel things soften and let go physically. What's fascinating is that everything we've been through in our life is stored inside our body still. Every pent-up emotion we've expressed, every worn-out argument we've had, every encounter we're holding on to. And this yin yoga practice is so transformative because we hold on to these things in the connective tissue. So it's why we haven't accessed them until now. Because they're not in the muscle. They're deeper. And so as the body untangles in this twist, as the spine lets go, as the hips let go, as you feel yourself softening into presence, if you tune into maybe a deeper sense of letting go, as we untangle the body, we find the ability to untangle what the heart is going through as we free these stuck patterns of energy that have been trapped deep inside our body for way too long. So breathing and noticing maybe a sense of lightness, a sense of renewal, a sense of real strong peace. Noticing maybe that the beat of the heart is strongly felt. Seems to beat deeper. And the beat seems to be richer. Bringing the knees back up to center. Pausing up at the top if you need to. And then take your knees to the left side whenever you feel ready. Make any adjustments that you need to. The head might want to change how it's turned. The arms might want to reach in another way. And just continuing to watch your breath, continuing to untangle. find the ability and the capacity to make it through by starting right where we are finding the present moment and fully inhabiting it we can train ourselves to slow down we'll be ready when the answers reveal themselves we'll be ready when the clarity is there You let your knees come back up to center and just spread your body out on the floor and just take a couple deep breaths there, really feeling full contact with whatever surface you're resting on.
feeling maybe now the whole entire body breathing, rising and falling everywhere, expanding and letting go everywhere. Continuing to breathe deep. It's up to you to continue to carry on this place that you're in with you for the rest of your day. Make a commitment to keep checking back into your breath in the moments when the day seems to rush or the stressful situation seems to show up. Can you just commit to closing your eyes for even a moment and feeling your breath? blinking the eyes back open and bringing small movements back into your body. Taking your time maybe to come up to a position of sitting and bringing our hands to our heart. And just take a moment to bow your head down to your fingertips, to yourself. To honor that light that is within you. And in yoga we always end by saying namaste, which is a really beautiful offering. That means the, the divine radiant light that is within me honors the divine radiant light that is within you. That is ultimately within everything. So till next time, namaste. so much for listening to this podcast. I love talking to you and I hope you're enjoying them too. If you're a regular listener, you know that I love yoga and I've recently become a teacher. There's so many healing benefits to mind, body, and spirit that happen when we come to our mats on a regular basis. And that's why I've created a new journal called Messages from Matt. It's an inspirational journal for yogis. It's a beautiful journal illustrated by the talented and uber-creative Sherry Glover with a few messages from Matt that I've received, but mostly it's a place to record your own inspirations, feelings, and even notes from your practice. Maybe there's a pose you'd like to work on at home. Here's a place to take notes. Studies have found that journaling increases physical health, improves emotional well-being, and boosts the immune system. So put it together with yoga and you can't go wrong. It's a great holiday gift idea for the yogi or yogini in your life. Pair it with a new yoga mat, a gift card for a favorite yoga studio, or an eye pillow for Shavasana. Messages from Matt is available at Amazon.com or just click the link in the podcast show notes. Namaste and enjoy the podcast.